Please be seated. Would you pray with me? Most gracious God, we are so grateful for what we celebrate tonight. The greatest evidence of all for your love. Thank you for becoming one of us in order to save us from ourselves. And in these few moments, Lord, I pray that you would pour upon me the gift of preaching. And my very frail and broken and human words might, but the power of your Holy Spirit become your living word, uniquely crafted for each and every one of our hearts. We pray it with great confidence, for we pray it in the name of the baby born in Bethlehem. Amen. Well, do you remember as a child waiting for Christmas morning? I do. Even then, there was something different about this holiday. There truly is a magic in the air for the wonder-hearted who have eyes that see. For me, regarding the magic in the air, I was so giddy, I almost had to sit on my hands to keep from opening the presents early as a kid. And Christmas Eve, I always had trouble going to sleep. And Christmas morning, I would wake up before everyone else in the house to see the bounty that Santa had provided. Even in adulthood, for those of us who still find that wonder, Christmas can be a momentous occasion filled with awe and wonder. Some of my earliest Christmas memories involve the mystery of candlelight and silent night. It's a time when we ponder questions that are much more weighty than normal. Questions about God and his love for the world. Questions surrounding what it would mean for our creator to become the created. On a cold night in a town called Bethlehem where he was laid in a manger in a barn crowded with animals. For this one whose birth we celebrate tonight is no ordinary baby. He is the first being ever to exist who is fully human and fully God. The Gospel of John describes that mystery this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. To me, more than Matthew or Luke, John's account is filled with more awe and wonder due to its intentional inclusion of the weight and mystery that an event like this deserves. Frederick Beekner, a theologian, helps us think through its implications. He said, the word became flesh, ultimate mystery, born with a skull you could crush one-handed. Incarnation. It is not tame, it is not beautiful, it is uninhabitable terror, it is unthinkable darkness riven with unbearable light. Agonized laboring led to it, vast upheavals of intergalactic space, time split apart, a wrenching and tearing of the very sinews of reality itself. You could only cover your eyes and shudder before it, before this. God of God, light of light, very God of very God, who for us 
and our salvation, as the Nicene Creed puts it, came down from heaven. Came down. Only then do we dare uncover our eyes and see what we can see. Beekner's visceral description of the repercussions of Jesus' birth involving vast upheavals of intergalactic space can rightly leave us feeling numinous. A numinous experience has, in addition to the tendency to invoke fear and trembling, also a quality of the tendency to attract and to fascinate and to compel. It's a paradoxical experience. And like Beekner, when we take the birth of Jesus and its implications seriously, it is an experience that makes us fearful, yet fascinated, awed, yet attracted. We are left with the powerful, personal feeling of being overwhelmed and yet inspired. And such paradoxical feelings can inspire us to join young Mary, who in response to the angel asks, How can this be? How can this be that God would endure the wrenching and tearing of the very sinews of reality itself to become one of us? How can this be? Why would God do such a thing? John gives us the answer in his first epistle. He writes, God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. For within this baby born in Bethlehem is life itself. And that life is the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone has come into the world. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And so, as Christmas morning dawns, don't miss asking, how can it be that God came near that night over 2,000 years ago? And how can it be that every Christmas God comes near again? His love born afresh and anew in each and every one of our hearts. All we have to do is invite him in. And as we do, along with his presence comes forgiveness and freedom, healing and life as he once again makes all things new in you and in me. Don't miss this opportunity. Most of us, we carry so much weight, the weight of regret, the weight of our mistakes. Tomorrow morning or tonight, stay up late, Get up early. Make room. 
make room so that you can lay those regrets, those mistakes, those sins down and receive again the life that is given in Jesus Christ. For that is the greatest Christmas present of all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.